Welcome to Destinations by Design. Prepare to dive into the biggest events, weddings, and design feats here in Las Vegas and beyond. Here's your host, Zachary Green. On this episode of Destinations by Design, we're exploring the future of live events industry by teaming up with educational partners. What's currently being taught in the field of hospitality that's preparing students to step into the world of live events? We're joined by leaders in hospitality education to discuss the importance of partnerships in the future of this business. We're talking about that and more on Destinations by Design. And today, who's joining us, we have Harvey Stern, CEO of Destinations by Design. Harvey, welcome. Thank you. We also have Tim Lamb. He's the Executive Director of the International School of Hospitality. Tim, it's a pleasure. Thank you. And we also have Dr. Stowe Shoemaker. He is the Dean of UNLV's Hospitality College. Doctor, it's Thank a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Harvey, it's great to see you. And Thank you. Tim, I'm honored to be on such an incredible panel. Oh, thank you. You know, I really want to start this conversation by sharing with our audience a little bit about you guys and your program. So let's start with you, Stowe. I want you to start by sharing a little bit about the institution you represent, which is UNLV's College of Hospitality. What is it that you guys are doing there? Well, thank you very much. So the William F. Harris College of Hospitality, we're celebrating our almost our 60th year coming up. We're the number one hospitality program in the United States, number two in the world. And we've taken a very unique approach to hospitality education, which is why our partnerships with DVD and others in the event business is so important. Many hospitality schools in the country have become business schools with hotel examples. So Cornell University took their whole hospitality program, merged it into the College of Business. So did University of Denver, Michigan State, even a Hotelier in Lausanne, Switzerland, which has always been the number one school in the world, now calls themselves the Lausanne Business School. And so we're really moving away from that. Our college, we're doubling down on hospitality operations because we believe that's really the most important thing. It's beautiful. Now, Tim, you have a different type of institution that you're running. Can you talk about what you guys are doing at the International School of Hospitality? Happy to. Thanks again for having me. And I'm so excited to be here too with Harvey, my dear friend, and Stowe, my dear professor. <laughs> and I have a story to share in a little bit. But, <laughs> um, but TISO, the International School of Hospitality, is a 17-year-old professional continuing education school. So our focus is very different than UNLV. We do short-term education, certificates, and diplomas. And generally, it's adult learners that come to our school. There's a lot of occupations out there that have limited shelf lives, like dancers. We get Cirque du Soleil dancers, people who might be valet parkers, who might be servers, who reach a certain point in their career and need something different. So they would come to us, seek us out, and we'll help them find a new career in hospitality, and they go from there. A lot of TISO is also based on my background. I used to be uh, a marketing person. My undergrad was in business. My graduate degree was in international business. I worked for a Swiss plastics company and it was terrible. I didn't like what I was doing at all. 
It was marketing, but it was building products. It just wasn't my thing. And I always loved to travel. I loved hospitality, hotels, everything to do with that. So when midlife crisis came along, I decided to go back to school. So of course I sought out the best hotel school I could think of, UNLV. So I moved to Vegas and my very first class was with Dr. Shoemaker. <laughs> I remember walking into the classroom and it was statistics. Uh, unlike the Asian stereotype, my math skills are horrible. So I'm just lucky to get past that class, but I actually got an A. And I remember you were on the board and after every class, the entire board would be filled. The whiteboard would be filled with colors, but I got an A. So I still tell that story every time I see stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, a lot of people have dreams and they want to turn the dreams into careers. And that's where TISO comes into play. Maybe just for us, share a little bit about the classes or the things that people learn at TISO. Right. We have a broad range of classes. Uh, they're short, they're 90 to 300 hours, certificates and diplomas. And they range from meeting planning, event planning, food and beverage, catering, hotel operations, concierge, and all of those types of courses for our certificate programs. Our diploma programs are longer. They are really geared towards getting a career. So we teach them professional presence. We teach them leadership skills, supervision, everything they need to really get in, get their first job. Still, I went to UNLV and I love your building. Let me just say it's beautiful. <laughs> we used to go there down to the little cafe. I want you to talk a bit about the different programs that you guys offer. And I know one that's standing out to me. I think it's the beverage class, but it's the beer and wine. Of course. And that's the one everyone talked about. Non-hospitality majors were like, you have to do the beer and wine class. <laughs> you can. Thank you for bringing up our building and, and for the listener today. You know, what's unique about our building is when we designed it, we designed it to be, create a hospitality space that doubled as a classroom. So we have a coffee shop on the first floor that's student run and operated. We have a professional golf management program within the hospitality college. So we have a golf shop there that students run and manage. On our top floor, we have all our kitchens. And we really wanted to show the world that we were hospitality. We have our beverage academy. And the idea was is that, you know, hospitality, it's not a job, it's a career, it's a passion. And you have to have this belief that you want to serve people and you want to have a great life and a great career. The way we designed our program, our industry is always changing. And we believe if you want to be a leader and run one of the integrated resorts on the Strip, like you can name any property and there's a UNLV person in charge. And they got in charge because they didn't come from Wall Street. They came from operations and they worked their way up in the, in the organization. And so we designed a curriculum that has about 50 credits, roughly three credits or a course. So probably about 20 classes that teach really the fundamentals of hospitality, the sort of the business side, the psychology side, the engineering side. And then we have electives. So we have essentially 10 classes where you can get a concentration in meetings and events. You can get a concentration in wines. You can get a concentration in obviously gaming. And so as our industry changes, our curriculum can change with it. And we're going to be launching a master's in experience design very soon. You know, how do we create great experiences? So all of that fits into the design of the building and then into the types of students we hope to, to create and, and turn them out to be incredible careers. Now, Harvey, you know both these institutions. Can you share your relationship 
with UNLV and with the International School of Hospitality? Sure. Uh, all three of us go back ooh, probably 15 years or, or, or more. And I'm not trying to date anyone here as far as age, but I'm in Vegas about 20 years. And, you know, and I realized coming from Chicago, uh, you know, and you come to Las Vegas, it is a different location. It is a very special, a special place to work. And, you know, Stowe talked about this, you know, hospitality is, is a career, is a field, is, a, is something that you want to endeavor to do. And there's no place but Las Vegas to do it in. So when I got here, you know, it was important to know our partners. It was very important for me when, where I was working to know Stowe and, and, and UNLV program and Tim and, and the TSO program, because you start by learning about it and learning from it, but as partnerships develop, you also give back, right? And I've been able to, to give back to both schools and with students and not only in hiring students from, from both educational locations, but also talking to students. One of my best partnerships is the ability to go in and, and talk to the students, whether it be freshmen or seniors. I always tell them, I said, where you're sitting, I sat, and one day, You'll be standing up here doing what I'm doing, talking to the student to the future. So that's a partnership that just has such deep meaning and such ability to continue on. And, and both gentlemen, both, both organizations, both universities have given, given us the ability to do that. And that's a strong partnership. And I think, I just want to add, I think the partnership really, as academics, you know, we tend to focus in different areas and we're teaching different courses. And, and what, Harvey, you brought to the table with DBD and other organizations you've worked with, you help keep us honest to make sure that these are the things that is happening currently in the industry. You know, academia by design, we are like a glacier. We move at a very slow pace. Industry happens at a very fast pace. So what you bring to the table and others like yourself, it helps us make sure we're teaching the right things to make sure that our students are the kinds you wanna hire. So thank you for that. Thank you. And, and it's important, I think, because a lot of times if you don't have a strong partnership, either one will just say yes or do this or be fine with it. But, you know, steel, sharp and steel. And by talking in terms like that, what what are you doing? What do you need? I think we'll get into this a little bit in the conversation. But, you know, we we should be partnering with each other, telling you what we need, what you're doing, where it's going. I mean, let's face it, business has changed whether that's the business of education or the, or the business you know, of event management, it's changed fiercely over the last couple of years. So something that Harvey came to me and told me was for this next season, we really wanna focus on partnerships. And as educators in the hospitality field, I'd love to know your thoughts on maybe the keys to sustaining and maintaining good partnerships in the hospitality field. I think partnerships are a two-way street. It has to have a mutual benefit for both parties. And Harvey brought to me an idea about corporate relationships earlier this year, corporate partnership programs. So we're working on that. And the point is, certainly we can provide graduates, we can provide people for you to, to extern with and things like that. But uh, at the same time, as a school, we have space that we could provide. We also have continuing education programs. So we wanted to add that in. But more importantly, I think another mutual benefit is helping each other promote, helping each other promote and market each other is very important too. And that's something that uh, we're definitely adding into the program. So it's a two-way street. It's, it's close relationships. For our school, practical education is everything. It's, we teach a theory, but because we have adult learners especially, they really need to see these theories come into action. So that practical side is the most important thing we offer. So our, our relationships is how we offer that through externships, site visits, 
all our instructional team are professionals in the field. And that is something that's very important to the school for all 17 years. How about for yourself? Yeah, I, think, I think, you know, a, a partnership is like a marriage, right? It has to be based really on, on open communication, honesty, trust, the belief that, that each is giving something to manage the relationship and keep the relationship going. And I think for the long-term sustainability, you have to have that because as, as I mentioned earlier, because academics, we institutions were slow moving, right? It's important that industry understands that, yes, industry would love us to do X, but it's gonna take a little longer to do X. And we also then need to be able to say to industry, our students are going to school full-time, that's their primary goal. So how can we work internships, mentorships around student schedules, which is their primary example. And I think what's great about the partnership we have with DBD and others is that there is a belief that yes, the student's primary focus is their education. And for them to be valuable to us later on, we always have to remember that. And I think only by having this mutual trust and everything is how that really continues on. Because we understand that industry goes, I need this person now because I got a thousand people coming for dinner and they have to skip their class. Where having these conversations in advance, we can really align a partnership that really, really benefits everybody's need. And that only comes again from close communication and mutual respect. And Harvey, maybe your thoughts from the opposite end of this, being the person who's in charge of a large business that you're looking for those types of people. What, what are your thoughts on the maintenance and the sustainability of these relationships? Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I think when, when Stowe talked about it being a business versus a hospitality enterprise, that's how we look at it here at DVD because it's not about business. Business is second. It's almost the service profit chain. So it's not about the business of having people attend from class and they can't make it, we can't use them. And you know, you can intern at DVD, it's more important than your class. We should almost, you know, make sure that we teach them the opposite, that this is second to what you're going through right now. And the partnership is stronger than the moment of what's needed. And I think a lot of times partnerships are based on that moment. And both of you talked about this. It's more long-term. It's a relationship. It's the benefit is not immediate and the benefit is not temporary. So for us, it's about how do we make potential employees aware of what we do, whoever we are, DVD or any, any hospitality you know, company here in Las Vegas, and give them a chance to, to try. You know, when I, was, when I went to school, I wanted to be a, a hotel guy. I wanted to be a, you know, I wanted to run a property here in Las Vegas or anywhere in, in the country. And it wasn't until later that I got a chance to go into catering and then to events that I realized my true love was hospitality of events and creating them, catering and that kind of side of it. So if you truly love hospitality, you may not know what part you want of it. And I think years ago, it used to be you'd pick and you choose and that's it. And as time went on, you talk about that slow glacier moving. Now it's you either have multiple ideas of what you want to do or you change two or three or four times. I don't know if that's keeping school longer you know, for, the, for the student's sake, but it's important to let the seed ferment. Let them come in, let them see it. And by the way, they have fresh, fresh beautiful eyes, right? They're young, they're, they're impressionable. They haven't, they haven't been told no too many times that this is not how we do it. So they have a great perspective to share with us. And that partnership of students 
is amazing because they ask questions that you know you haven't been asked before because people are afraid to ask or they don't, you already know the answer or they think they know the answer. I think it's a great opportunity. I'm sure we've all heard this phrase, um, see a need, fill a need. I often think about that, especially in this business. There's so many needs. There's a need for people, especially as we are living in 2022, going into 2023. And there is a big need for labor over the past two years. <laughs> so maybe starting with you, Harvey, talk about some of the needs that you've noticed in the live events business and in the needs that even you're trying to fill. Yeah, I, I think, you know, anyone who talks, probably in general business, you, you don't have the right number of people, you can't find people. But for us in the event business, it is tough. We touch so many different phases from creative and, and design and build and deliver, logistics, service, sales. You can't find enough people. And the other thing is, post-pandemic, there is a shift that people don't want to work the hours that we used to have to put in. And they want to have a bit more carefree or a less complicated life. I don't know, I think we're still, I think we're still trying to figure that out. I think that's still something that's to be written at the tail end of, of the COVID pandemic, but we can't find enough people. So what happens is the people who are here get to work harder and because they get to work harder and they're better at it, they get to work harder and they get more work. So, you know, trying to find people, encouraging people to come in the industry has really been a top priority in 2022. We went from 23 people, we went down as low as 15, and we're now at 225, and we don't have enough people to run the operation to the scale and scope that we're doing. And while you, that makes you want to find ways of making it a bit easier and smarter and, and working the, the programs a little, a little bit you know, more sensitive, there's still a need to exceed expectations. That goes back to the idea of that glacier. You know, it takes time for things to move in the higher education setting to implement, have new programs approved, new classes, curriculum. Hearing Harvey say this, what's going on in your minds? What, what are you kind of thinking? Because it's not, it's not an uncommon story. This is a story that's gone on forever. So I think I would like to clarify the need for people. It's the need for the right people, people that have a passion for hospitality, a passion for service, a desire to serve, a desire to go beyond the eight to five and find that's what's needed. And so when, when I was listening to Harvey and talking about those needs, I think it fits the way we think about it at, at our college, and I'm, I'm sure Tim thinks about it also, is we need people who, hospitality is not just hotels, it's not just restaurants. It's creative people. I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he was complaining that his daughter was studying musical theater and why couldn't she get a business degree? And I said, oh my God, she's studying musical theater. She'll work forever because when we're putting on events, we need people who are creative. We need talent, right? And, and so we in hospitality have to look at those non-traditional people who we thought might be hospitality people and go to theater departments, go to other things in high schools and say, hey, you want a career in theater, you want a career in performance, there's no other performance than in hospitality. So we have to expand to get those right people and let them know that they can have a passion for what they love 
and do it in an opportunity place in hospitality where they can work anywhere in the world. The pandemic really has caused people to think very differently. They're a lot more picky in the career they choose. Hospitality doesn't always have the best rap because of the hours, as you mentioned, and, and all of that. And I think you're right, though. The career mindset, we, we almost have to rethink how what hospitality is and how do we attract these people into hospitality. And that kind of falls on us to recraft the message of hospitality to bring this new generation in and these, these people who are now scattered across different industries too. For us, we don't, we see a slightly different group of students with adult learners there. So they're changing careers for the most part. So we kind of have to sell hospitality and teaching this career mindset, changing that. And also soft skills are so important. We find so many people who come expecting to learn about hospitality, but hospitality is a lot more than that. It's a lot about life, how to really succeed in any career from leadership to communication to even like social intelligence is so important, what to say, when to say, all of those basic skills that we kind of take for granted. It is at the forefront that we actually have to teach that now. I think, and I've said one more thing, when we talk about marketing, I think, you know, I often think about the military. I mean, the military does an incredible job of marketing, putting your life in danger. It's all about teamwork. It's all about working with the person next to you. And all of us who have been in events and been in hospitality, there's nothing better than the end of the evening, the event's over, and we're all sitting around and we're, we're talking about all the things that went wrong and all the things that went right and all the crazy guests. And we're having a drink and we're sharing this bonding experience. And we know that we got to get up early the next morning and do it again. But hospitality, it's, it's about teamwork. It's about doing things together. And that, I think, is what we have to message we have to sell. And the military does a great job. It's all about teamwork. It's about the skills you'll learn that you can take post your military career. And the same thing in hospitality. We're learning skill sets that can open us to anything. I think the other thing that as partners, what, you know, I've, I've really stressed and tried to, tried to really focus on is service recovery. You know, we so often think that, especially now, and I've, I've been lucky, I've worked in a lot of five diamond resorts in my career. And, and as a result, you weren't allowed to make a mistake because you couldn't take away from the guest experience. But what I realize and what we try and teach here and, and partner with, with our partners and vendors is that nothing's perfect. Right. Nothing is perfect. And what you want to make sure of is that you exceed the expectation, but you acknowledge the shortcoming so that you can get better at it. Yeah. A real quick story, I used to work at the Pier Hotel in New York. And I was not there at the time, but there was a big Broadway opening. And they were supposed to be at the pier post the opening of the show. And uh, Snowstorm ruined everything that day. They, they canceled the show. They canceled the party at the pier. And it was about 500 people, and they had lamb. So as a publicity stunt, they went out and they fed the homeless around New York the, the food that was supposed to be used at this party. And on the third day, the mayor joined them. And this is going back years and years and years ago. And a homeless gentleman walked up and said, I just hope it's not lamb again. <laughs> you know? And the point, you know, the point of the story is that you're never going to get it right no matter what you try and do, but you have to be flexible. And as the story goes, the mayor said, no, we, ha we have chicken for you. And he kind of turned his head and said, get me some chicken. You know? But it's such a, that's the greatest part of the business is you can take what we perceive as a mistake or a lack of outcome and turn it around. And working with your partners and not blaming each other is such an important part of that. And, and that's, if you have strong partners, you can do anything. But when you don't have those partnerships is when it starts to fail. You know, we talk about this idea of students being seeds. They need time to go into the ground, germinate, grow, figure out 
which ways they like to grow, which ways they don't like to grow, until finally you have this product that's a flower, something that an employer can utilize and display for clients, for the company to help it to grow as well. I want to know from all of your perspectives, the importance of partnerships internally between the management team and also the students that you've raised and cultivated into the space who are now stepping into the professional workforce. So sometimes plants have to be plucked. In other words, maybe this person isn't right for hospitality. And I think the most important part of a partnership is to let kids know what they're getting into for their career. The mistake that I think that we're trying to avoid by doubling down on operations, if you get a business degree and you take some hospitality courses, you have no idea what it means to be in hospitality. And college is expensive, it's time consuming. And I think what the partnership allows us to do is it allows us to show the student that this is what your life is gonna be like. And if you don't like it now, you're not gonna like it later, so change your major, right? But if you find that with this partner that you're going, oh my God, I could do this and get paid for it, then you found a career. And that's the ones that we want to grow and develop. And we want kids to check out early because what we don't want them to do is graduate, go work for one of our partners, and they go, oh my God, this is different than I thought, and then quit, right? And so it's about germinating the right students, but giving the students who aren't the right students the opportunity early on in their career to check out. And the only way they can know that is by working with a partner who's nurturing them and helping them. And that's why our partnership with you is so incredible because you let them know what it's really like. Yes, you're gonna work till midnight and then you gotta be back in the morning. But again, that teamwork and you're there with everybody else. And if you love it, you've made for life. And sharing that is so important to set that direction. You know, when we talk to classes, that's one thing we really focus on is What's it really like? I mean, you can tell the great stories of the million dollar wedding, but you know, we don't often talk about you know, the 12, 14 hour, three days of setup and then having to rush and change something because they didn't like a light in one location of the room. But you gotta love that. You gotta love those, those 20 hour days. And, and the excitement of the business is really you know, kind of bringing that next generation. I think even this, this new generation is probably a bit more poised to want to go into hospitality than maybe the, the previous. Would you agree? Or I think there's a, always a core set of people who really love to be in hospitality. And I think if, if we as educators really looked at ourselves as hospitality educators, we've made the mistake of moving more towards what's well, a business. So we should focus on business things and not focus on what hospitality is all about. And I give a lot of respect for our faculty to change that model, change our curriculum, move away from being a business school and doubling down on the operation side. And so we as educators have been guilty because we bought into this, oh, we're just a business school, we have to teach them hospitality. We're really, I like to say, we're a hospitality school that borrows from business, psychology, engineering, fine arts, Psychology. Psychology. We're not just a, a business school with a little hospitality exam. But, but I, I just, I think there is some pressure, not necessarily at the school, 
but some of the partners are, look, it's Wall Street, right? And as these businesses mature and, and growth, you know, organic growth is a little bit harder, you know, there is, there is pressure to return on those investments. And those investments are huge, whether it's in Las Vegas or anywhere in the country, right? So I do think there is a unfortunate push of business into hospitality. And the purest of hospitality is hard to find. You can still walk in somewhere and know where you're going to get good hospitality. You can sense it in the employees, in just the way they greet you, the way they talk. And, and it is harder. There is a push away from that. So I really thank you both for keeping that first and foremost, that it's important. And I, I will just add really quickly that there's no question that at the end of the day, we are a business. But I would argue that a person coming in from Wall Street and taking over a hospitality business that they know nothing about hospitality will not be successful. And I think we look at Las Vegas Strip, right? And we'll just take a look at the, you know, one of our properties was bought for like pennies on the dollar, taken over by a hospitality executive who started as a dealer, worked his way up, and then sold it for dollars on the dollar. And I would argue that this person was able to do that because he understood operations. And as people get older, they learn what they need to learn. And that's why we have schools like Tim where they can go back, get some certificates. They can learn more. They can go on and get additional degrees and they can learn the business side. But if they don't have the passion for the industry, they're not going to notice those little things that our guests who are paying millions of dollars for that wedding are going to notice. And that's, I think, where we have to really think about higher education for the adult learner who may already have a career but wants to learn extra, something extra. And that's where Tim's school becomes so important with his executive education. They don't want a degree, but they certainly want to know about X. They go to Tim and take that, and then they get it, and that gives them the skills that they need. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. When I think back to our most successful students, they're the ones who, who really embrace what industry is about, what it means to not just go to class every day, but it's more than that. It's the externships, it's joining the associations, it's participating, volunteering. Those are the ones that succeed. So yeah, absolutely right. It's a special person that succeeds. And we have to cultivate those and not everyone fits that mold, definitely. And I think what's good about our partnerships is this is when the partner and the student goes, oh, this is cool, this is really cool, let's do this. This is when the partner says, great idea. But the client only wants to spend a dollar. You put together a dollar fifty project. Let's think about differently because would you like to get paid today? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hospitality takes passion. It also takes a heart of service, wanting to serve others and wanting to create an experience for guests that is unforgettable. And when we talk about partnerships, we need to always keep in mind there's a return on the relationship that's being given and taken. I wanna take this time to thank Harvey Stern, CEO of Destinations by Design. I also wanna thank Dr. Stowe Shoemaker. He's the Dean of UNLV's Hospitality College. And I also want to thank Tim Lamb, the Executive Director of the International School of Hospitality Gentlemen, it's been such a pleasure with all of you today. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. This is Destinations by Design.